Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Do you really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and you even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is for centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes, hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former police sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, We'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to do. Absolutely nothing. Man, I was a little slow on that, but uh, here we are. Welcome to the well, Fusion Cell. You know, that's not entirely true. War is good for making people rich. Ugh. I mean, just ask members of Congress. All the defense stocks are up. You're absolutely right. In fact, there was uh, there's a guy, I'm assuming it's a man actually, because I've actually heard him on some Twitter spaces, but Unusual Whales uh, is the name of his, is his username on Twitter. And he posted a bunch of Congress people today. He said, all these people right here, their stocks just went up. All of them are involved. So... I'm sure everyone's aware of what we're going to talk about tonight, uh, which is the war that is raging in the Middle East, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, and also, before we get started, Wait. sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. There's a war going on because my AP app, the top headline is Prince Harry and Megan talk about youth mental health at a New York event. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know missed that, that one. You mean, has anybody been talking about a war? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, out of nowhere. Um, yeah, but before we go into that, today is Ashley Babbitt's, what would have been her 38th birthday. So I just wanted to bring uh, that up. There will one day be justice for her, for her murder, because that's exactly what it was. Uh, but just wanted to think about her for a few moments, because 38th birthday. And she's not yeah. here, so. It's a tragedy. Absolutely. <sighs> Just do a few moments of silence for Ashley, if you don't mind. Just a few moments to think about her and how her family's feeling today. Um, her husband, her mother, and all the people that miss her because of a government agent who didn't know what he was doing and not even got, he got rewarded for his actions that day for a woman in my view was trying to escape that situation. Okay. Um, yeah, he knew what he was doing. The, the interview with him is, uh, you can tell he's absolutely inept and has no business being an officer and definitely not a lieutenant, but uh, now he's a captain. There will be justice. It's coming, folks. There will be justice. It is slow, but sure. Um, we have RFK Jr. running as an independent. I, I want to know what you think about that, Jeremy, because people are really on... Uh, they're hot about the issue. I know that it would be a hotter issue if we didn't have this war going on, but um, it's definitely a hot button issue where people are saying that he's taking a lot of votes from the Republicans. He's taking votes from the independents and how dare he, because Trump needs to win. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I guess if you agree that Trump needs to win, I mean, that's, that would be one view. Uh, this is my view. Uh, anything that uh, gets us off this two party the tyranny of two choices, the two-party duopoly, the uniparty, uh, which is what 
we prop up when we continue to uh, participate. Um, when Trump, who was a lifelong Democrat, he simply changes to a Republican, and then now all of a sudden he's the most conservative person ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're, we're simply just propping up the system. If, if you really wanted to tear the system down, right, if Mr. Trump really truly wanted to drain the swamp, to abolish the establishment, to, to strike fear in the deep state, what he would do is also run as an independent and make RFK Jr. his running mate. Because, I mean, Trump loves the vaccine. RFK hates the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump loves tax cuts. RFK uh, loves tax increases, right? They would totally balance each other out, but they would be working in unison and tandem on the one thing that they both claim that they want to see reformed, which is our government our elections, and how the people are represented. And so I think that would be your winning ticket uh, because certainly all the Trump people are going to go with Trump. Um, There's Republicans that are going to go with RFK. Uh, There's Democrats that are going to go with RFK. There's some Democrats uh, that aren't totally insane that might possibly entertain voting for Trump if he had a running mate like RFK. Mm -hmm. So that would be my indication that these people are serious about bringing change. Because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if Trump runs as a Republican, wins as a Republican, he will do exactly what he did uh, in his first term, which is change absolutely nothing. Um, I mean, he'll he'll enact some good policies because he has some good policies, but he also has some really horrible inactions and uh, some, some bad policies as well. So um, if you really want to change the system, then actually change the system. Don't go along with the system and claiming that you're changing it because we saw how that happened the first time around. So congratulations, RFK. Way to really mix everything up. Yeah, I, I think, like it. I, I I totally agree with you. And I think just some there's just a couple things about Trump that make me so uneasy about him. And one was it's just a lot of talk and no action regarding J6. And the second thing would be that he still supports these COVID vaccines. And I'm almost positive he got a huge donation from Pfizer. So, of course, that's why he's doing it. Um, But this is just going to be a recurring problem. He didn't see these things, how dirty the swamp was while he was in it. He doesn't have a really good record also of uh, promoting the right people, in my view anyway. He just supported Jim Jordan for speaker, another do-nothing, in my opinion. So... Um, all that aside, I'm super glad that uh, RFK Jr. is shaking up the establishment, really shaking it up. And do you think that this is going to have what kind of effect do you think this is going to have on ballot harvesting? And they're stuffing these ballot boxes. Uh, it'll, it'll, be it'll throw just, it off. It'll be just as corrupt and illegal as always. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I, 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 I don't know how to even take this whole election thing seriously anymore. I mean, mm. look at what happened last time, and now everybody just pretends like that didn't happen. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, the one thing we can be assured of is that no matter who gets elected president, he won't be in charge just like the current president isn't in charge of anything. Yeah. You're right. Per usual. Okay. So let me. I'm going to show a video right here of how this whole thing got started. And what I'm talking about, of course, uh, is the war that we've been talking about for the last few days. So let me just put this up on the big screen here. This is at the festival. And these guys are seemingly parachuting right in. are then warned of an incoming rocket attack just as the invasion begins. Moments later, the dancing stops and terror ensues as festival goers are forced to run for their lives as armed Hamas fighters began shooting and kidnapping whoever lay in their path. You see those little dots in the sky? They're parachuting in 
uh, right into that festival. Now there's a lot of people running to their cars. Just see a ton of people running. People are laying low under bushes. So this seemingly comes out of nowhere. This is, we have people coming across the border, parachuting slash paragliding in. Um, Jeremy, how is this possible? Doesn't Israel have one of the um, most robust intelligence agencies in the world? Yeah, and everybody has a FlightAware app on their phone that would have tracked uh, the aircraft for which those parachutes come from because they just don't materialize out of the sky, right? I mean, look, here, this is the reality, right? Uh, this wasn't a surprise to those who are literally bringing about World War III. I mean, this the, the timing of this should tell everybody that it's not a surprise, right? I mean, look, look what we have going on in our world today, uh, uh, Ukraine was losing support, so therefore we have to create this new war. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I will tell you, I, I worked in an office at the theater level command, okay? Stop Center, Special Operations Command Central. There are analysts and death officers for every country in the Middle East, right? There are plans for most eventualities uh, that can possibly be thought of. There are regular meetings. There are working groups. There are all of these things, right? Intelligence is analyzed constantly around the world 24-7, right? If it's not being analyzed in Tampa, it's being analyzed in Qatar at our, at our CISOC, our Ford headquarters. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea that the Mossad, who's considered one of the most elite intelligence agencies in the world, and whose country is the size of New Jersey, and, and a country that lives in a constant state of military readiness because they're surrounded on all sides by people that want to wipe them off the face of the earth. The idea that they were caught off guard to the point where guys could literally paraglide in, and was it in the middle of the day? I think yes. the, the footage that I saw was daytime, right? Yes. I mean, look, I was a military freefall team sergeant, okay, um, your free fall jumpers have to jump out of planes. Those planes have radar signatures. They have takeoff. They have flight paths. They have to be tracked, right? I mean, nobody in Israel thought, hey, who's this, what's this tell number? And, and who are they? Nobody uh, initiated or interrogated them with an interrogation of friend or foe, the IFF system, right? I mean, this was a big surprise. There was no uh, IDF, QRF, anywhere near that these guys are just allowed to just shoot in all directions and hack people up with machetes. I mean, it just seems a lot like the USS Liberty. One minute left. Right? And if you don't know what the USS Liberty is, well, maybe you should look into history a little bit. We know that the global elite are preparing us for world war. Okay. And this is why the Biden administration is giving away the farm to Iran. They're giving away the farm to China. They're giving away the farm to Ukraine. They already gave away the farm to Russia during the Clinton and Obama administrations, right? I mean, this is the event. I mean, these people love war. Leslie Butler said, war is a racket. And this is just another war that another group of Americans can get behind, right? Everyone got tired of Ukraine, so we have to have the new war. Well, uh, attacking Israel is an acceptable form of war. And all you have to do is look at the wall-to-wall -wall left and right media coverage of Israel. And everyone is Thank irate. you for using Securus. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get more of his perspective on what's going on here. Because I only know from what I'm seeing and... Uh, my experience, which is not, is not foreign affairs. Okay. But I do know 
that what he's saying is true. Mossad is best intelligence agency in the world. If not them, MI6, right? But I'm pretty sure I've heard it's Mossad. And these guys just come in in this manner and the Iron Dome isn't working. I read that 5,000 missiles came in. And apparently the funding didn't come through for the Iron Dome. I'm sure there's a story there. But there's just no way all of these things at the, on the same day, at the same time, all these security failures. And then you, ask, you have to ask yourself who benefits from all of that. An incarcerated individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free call, press Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right, can you hear me? Yes. All right. Yeah. We know that there's certain things that they always say. We're in on it. And I've brought this up many times. And all you have to do is listen in the media or key phrases. And the one key phrase that immediately started to circulate in relation to this Hamas attack was an intelligence failure. Mm -hmm. My gosh. Like, they really need to get somebody in the PR department to come up with some new marketing terms. This, when, when you're the size of New Jersey and you're the most elite intelligence organization on the planet, and just weeks prior, your key ally gave $6 billion to your sworn enemy, you might think you might be on a little bit of an intelligence uh, short leash, right? You might be a little bit on high alert if, because, look, again, like I said, there are analysts and desk officers and ops guys every single day that sit and are hyper-focused on their little area, right? There's some guy that has Israel as his focus at SOCCENT and U.S. CENTCOM, right? There's some guy or multiple guys and maybe some girls, right, mm -hmm. that has Hamas that is their sole focus. There are counter-threat finance analysts that track the movement of money amongst these organizations. There is signals intelligence. There's all these things that are tracked for months consistently. The idea that these things just pop up out of the blue is ridiculous and absurd. And to claim, well, we just didn't know that Hamas was planning this attack in broad daylight with aircraft and paragliders and all this other stuff. Right, it just popped about a blue, and then the Israeli response was super slow. Yeah, it's all just too convenient, and then the, and then they throw in the it's an intelligence failure. It's just all too too much, and then you have, uh, of course, um, immediately American Congress, everyone, you have to back it, and then of course academia completely does exactly what they are trained to do uh, by the you know the Chinese uh, intelligence program that's been running in our American universities, and that is mobilize all of their pro-Palestinian groups, right? But yet, uh, if somebody from the Oath Keepers were to say George Soros uh, is funding uh, radical anti-American programs, they would immediately be called anti-Semites. And yet you have hundreds of protests that spontaneously, and I'm using my air quotes here, spontaneously erupted at U.S. universities, all proclaiming their support for Palestinians. And there's no cries of anti-Semitism. There's no, there's just no, it, it, it's just all too nicely tied up with a nice little bow uh, to give us our new distraction, our new war. That, and, and don't get me wrong, um, war is horrible. All wars are horrible. The war between Russia and Ukraine is horrible. The war in Sudan is horrible. The war in Somalia is hor horrible. Hey, how many of you know how many babies have had their heads chopped off in Yemen? Anybody? Anyone? Bueller? Right? Uh, the war against the Uyghurs in China, it's all horrible. These are evil acts being uh, executed on innocent people who just want to live their lives, right? Yeah. 
And yet certain wars seem to be way more horrible. And, and what you're looking at here is nothing more than the one step closer to the global war that they need to cover for all of their financial shenanigans, to collapse the current world order so that they can bring in the World Economic Forum Build Back Better. See, remember, Build Back Better means it must be destroyed so we can build it back better. This is what you're seeing on the world stage. So please, don't be distracted. You can mourn for the Israelis. You can mourn for the Palestinians. But don't buy for one second that the global leaders that all stand up in front of the cameras and immediately call for a long, protracted war in Israel. When Israel, 50 years ago, took care of an actual nation, the nation of Egypt, in like six days. Uh, they're way more advanced now, right? So then why is this going to be a long, protracted war against Hamas? Well, because that's what the defense contractors want. That's what the global elites want. They want to pull uh, Iran in. They want to pull China in. They want to pull Russia in. They want this. That is what you're seeing play out on the world stage. And if we don't demand that these senseless wars for global agendas be stopped, well, then we're just going to continue to get what we deserve. Yeah. As, as soon as I saw these images come out, I woke up in the morning, I, I'm checking out Twitter and I see these images come out and I was like, here we go. But my second thought was these images are here to elicit an emotional response. And sure as heck, that's exactly what happens. These people are just taking, you know, one side over the other and so emotional about it, ready to go to war, ready to support. I don't, all the, all the funds from Ukraine must be uh, sent to Israel instead. If you don't support Israel, you're a uh, pro-terrorist, you you're know, American. yeah, that, that is exactly the kind you're, of rhetoric that's going on right now. You're not a good Christian. You're not a good Jew. That's right. You're only a good Muslim. If you, support if you if you support the the war in Israel. I mean these are the same exact taglines that were used in Ukraine. They're the same exact taglines that are always used in every one of these manufactured wars. Now don't get me wrong. Uh, Israel is fighting a war, right? They are being attacked being attacked, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, if China uh, released $6 billion to the fentanyl cartels in Mexico, the Border Patrol in the next few weeks should be expecting to see a bunch of fentanyl coming across the border, okay? This is, this is my point. Their actions totally tip their hand as to what they're doing. And so, Jen, what did we talk about yesterday? Uh, Jen had a, 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 a French dog, which just like everything else that's French, it doesn't work, right? Her dog was sick, right? And so we were talking about how we can't have the podcast. And I said, look, in your research, this is what you need to start looking at. You need to start looking at the mobilizing of military exercises in and around the Bering Sea. You need to start looking at joint U.S.-Russia, I mean, uh, China-Russia. Iran, Brazil, South Africa type exercise, they're not going to be reported, right? They're not going to be reported because they're going to be covered up by the Israeli distraction, right? But this is how wars are fought. We start a little war over here because we want to mask our larger war that we're building up over here. There are going to be things in the next few weeks that you're not going to hear about. You're going to have to look for them, whether it's uh, Russian bombers probing the air defenses in, in, in the Northwest, whether it's Chinese warships um, probing the coast of California, whether it's submarine pings off the east coast of the United States. These are the things that these types of manufactured, visible, highly produced media, wall-to-wall -wall coverage type wars cover. And remember, all of these... The, the elites, they don't believe in countries. To them, there's no America, there's no 
Israel, there's no Germany, there's no Russia, there's no China. There, there. Those are just uh, those are just countries on the risk board. Okay, they're just all players maneuvering the pieces in order to execute their agenda, and that that is what you should be looking for in the next few weeks. And again, I don't I don't want to overstate this, right? All war is tragic. People are dying. So these deaths are being used to manipulate us into ignoring other things, right? Uh, we still have 33000 or $33 trillion worth of debt. And, and here's the thing. Is it just two weeks ago, a week ago, Jesse Kelly was making this exact point, which is when nations get into this level of financial and economic distress, they mm-hmm. start wars. Absolutely. This is the playbook. Yes. And everyone everyone who pays attention on a regular basis can see it. And I'm going to tell you right now, these types of things never come as a surprise to those whose entire life is to hyper-focus on these areas of the world, mm-hmm. know everything about them. The only way they're allowed to happen is to be intentionally allowed to happen and when they claim mm. it was an intelligence failure. Yeah, I I got real 9-11 vibes from what happened on that first day. I was like, this just feels like 9-11 all over again. There's no way they couldn't know that this is happening. Well, no. And yes. here we are. Don't you know that they're referring to this as the Israeli 9-11? This is what the conservative radio media and everybody that ever thought, oh, this is 10 times as bad as, as 9-11. This is the Israeli 9-11 times 10. These are, these are the slogans. These are the mantras. These are the, uh, you know, very likely focused group tested catchphrases that the media is putting out there, yeah. right? So yeah. Here's a tie to 9-11. Here's another thing that they're, that they're describing this is. They're describing now the be on the lookout for uh, uh, momentum. The, the, the what are we going to do to combat this? Yes. Right? They're now describing as the efforts of the FBI and the intelligence agency as now keeping a heightened sense of alert for domestic terrorism. So you see what they did there? They're now conflating what used to be international terrorism but they're using the term domestic terrorism why because we've had an open porous southern border they know that bad actors have moved across that border they know that there's sleeper cells here this is why the dia has an office in dearborn michigan okay they know all these things right but and now instead of saying that we are preparing and we're pulling, right? Remember, Joint Terrorism Task Force officers were pulled off of child sex trafficking and put on January 6th. Are there now going to be January 6th Joint Terrorism Task Force officers pulled off of January 6th and placed onto Hamas, Hezbollah, and Iranian no. international terrorist cells here? No, they'll no. just ask for more but personnel see, or overtime. They're not. They're doing is they're now using this to bolster their term of domestic terrorism. I heard it on the radio all day today. This isn't domestic terrorism. This is more domestic terrorism than if you believe the narrative about 9-11 calling that domestic terrorism. No, that was international terrorism on American soil. So why are they calling it a domestic terror threat? Because they're they're conflating the verbiage. This is all intentional. It's all planned out. And if you know what you're looking for, just like we talk about all the time, if you know how many fire hydrants there are, if you pay attention to the new car that you just bought, you're going to see them everywhere. I'm telling you these things because these are the things you need to start looking for and listening for so that you're not fooled like everybody else who's going to be out there wearing their Star David pins in solidarity with Israel. Not saying you shouldn't be in solidarity with Israel. That's not my point. Is that when it's not real, when it's manufactured, when people are dying as a result of the attempt 
to facilitate an agenda yes. that's evil. It's evil on all sides, and we should demand that it be stopped. Yes. It's very easy to get emotionally sucked in because that's exactly the purpose of those images. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, Jeremy, when you come back, I want to play a clip of Lindsey Graham just adding another matchstick and throwing some gasoline on the fire. Get your thoughts uh, on that. The Ocon and Chief. Okay. The caller has hung up. I mean, there's a lot of politicians I can't stand, but uh, Lindsey Graham may top that list. So we'll hear from him in a second, unfortunately. I have some questions for Jeremy, such as I'm, I'm wondering if he worked in these areas. If you have any questions for him, please drop them in there uh, in the chat and we'll ask him. I've also, you know, a lot of things have been coming up. There's I'm trying to weed through all this and figure out what's going on underneath the surface. And I was reading that the Rothschilds helped create the state of Israel. Now, I haven't looked into majorly into these things, why they're having these conflicts. I've learned a lot over the past few days, but I'd like for us to go into a deep dive on that on another podcast. And I'm also wondering what Jeremy's knowledge is on, on those Unknown kinds of caller. matters. An incarcerated individual. So I actually saw some Orthodox Jews supporting Palestine um, and saying they didn't support the state of Israel. And follow facility instructions to register this number as a private very complex. Accept this free call. Press one to refuse this brief. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Right. Hey. Um, you know, Jeremy, I was just saying when you were off that. It's it's a really complex situation there, as I was reading um, briefly, that the Rothschilds actually helped set, set up the state of Israel. And I don't want to get too deep in this tonight, but um, maybe we can, you know, talk about it another night. And I don't know what your knowledge is on on the on the matter. But I, I also saw some Orthodox Jews saying that they supported Palestine and not the actual state uh, of Israel. And so this is a very complex matter that. That's how you can see when they shove these images in front of your face and, and they try to boil it down to just one versus the other and you have to take a side. And if you don't take a side, that's when you know that there's something much deeper and much more complex going on. Um, so maybe we can delve into that another night. But here's here's Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Look, yeah, go look, ahead. I mean, here's the bottom line. Um, when there's a war, if you don't win... You don't get to make claims to the land. That's pretty much the rules of the game, right? I mean, when you lose, when you're a conquered people, you're no longer uh, those people, right? I mean, you don't have, uh, you know, the Huns from China claiming that they should uh, own a piece of Italy. Why? Because they were eventually repelled. But at one point in time, you know, they went through there, woken and whopping and burning everything in sight. So, uh, this is the nature of warfare. So, uh, all of these arguments about, oh, this is our state. All right, look, that's your state. Fight for it and win. I mean, that's really how it should work. But see, they, they, they manufacture all of these conflicts because they need constant conflict so that Lindsey Graham can say what he's about to say, which I, I bet I can predictably sum it up. All war, all the time. Yeah. Um, I also have some uh, questions for you after we get done with this uh, this video right here. This is Lindsey Graham on Fox News. Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're gonna keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. 
If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American or Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. Okay, so can we get your thoughts on that real quick, Jeremy? What are your thoughts on uh, what he said right there? And let me just point out before you give your response, his comparison of, yes, I understand that uh, they're terrorists and they're doing some heinous things, but comparing them to animals is taking me right back to Nazi Germany. So what are your thoughts? Uh, Look, again, they're, they're they're playing on our emotions, right? It's the same thing as, you know, they love to talk about how, oh, you shouldn't hate, we got to pass hate crimes legislation, but literally that type of you know, warmongering rhetoric is meant to make people hate, you know, you know the again, these are savage attacks. This is what happens in war, folks. But here's the thing. He laid out a bunch of things, a bunch of things. Oh, let, let's take out their oil. Um, there's actually sanctions against Iran right now that are not being enforced by the Biden administration. Uh, in fact, I heard numbers today that they're only supposed to be able to, to ship like 500,000 barrels of oil a day, but they're doing like over 3 million because there's no enforcement of the sanctions that are in place. Well, that how many how many oil rigs or go plat, uh, 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 gas oil platforms are you know responsible for producing that extra 2.5 million barrels a day uh, that they're allowing Iran to sell right now. It's all like they can do it in other ways, but Lindsey Graham wants to do it by blowing things up. But see, when Americans uh, uh, when Americans were murdered in a uh, attack uh, on January 6th, you didn't hear Lindsey Graham wanting to blow up Lieutenant Byrd's house, right? He didn't really care. This is the same Lindsey Graham that got up there on the stage, uh, aka the Senate uh, Judiciary hearings or whatever, and talking about how he was going to get to the bottom of the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Well, how's that working out for us, Lindsey? I mean, these guys are all talk and no action unless it's war. They love action when it comes to war. And so Lindsey Graham talks about, oh, you kill one America, we're going to blow up your thing. But yet, when Americans are killed in other aspects, they don't really seem to care that much. When mm-hmm. China kills, you know, 100,000 or 200,000 Americans with fentanyl, there doesn't seem to be a push to hold China responsible or to shut down the border. It's all theater, right? Uh, why is one American that was killed in Israel more valuable than the 100,000 Americans that were killed on on our own soil, right? And and this is how this emotional, this media propaganda-driven response system that they put in place is how they drive it, right? They don't really care about American lives. What they care about is their agenda. And, And again, their agenda is war. They've wanted to go to war against Iran for a very long time, and yet the Obama, the Obama administration wanted to protect Iran, right? You, you have these all these different factions, right? That, that, that there hasn't been any outrage over the plain loads of cash that were sent to the Iranians during the JPOA mm-hmm. uh, negotiations. There hasn't been any real outrage that Biden bought uh, five American prisoners was for $6 billion, but now there's all this outrage when those things have resulted in the action that those things should have been easily predicted to be able to, uh, you know, these conclusions should have been easily made. Yeah. So it, it, it's just, it's infuriating. It really is. And, and you know, I would hope that, that those of you out there that have actually been to the wars that these warmongers continually start and had your lives destroyed, your team lives destroyed, or had your men mm. take their own lives because of the things, or, or seeing your buddies be killed, and then, eh, it's no longer political, and 
idiots and let's just give up on everything. I mean, they don't care about any of the stuff that they say they do. They just want to start the wars so they can move the puzzle pieces around. And the people that whose lives they destroy in, in the in the wake of it, yeah, they'll be fine. Hey, what do you think, kid? It's all just incredibly ugly. We're, we're better yet. Send in the archers. But, sir, we'll hit our own men. But we'll hit theirs as well. It, this is the mentality of these people that we claim are our leaders when in reality they're just our slave masters. You're absolutely right about that. And I think more people are coming to realize that the, the worse that things get. We have a couple questions in the comments. Um, Utasha 007 is asking, what's the end game? And uh, I think we can make this a two-part question. Zed Origin is asking, this will be global, don't you think? Well, of course. That's what a world war is. Again, these are regional conflicts that will lead to larger regional conflicts that will then merge. I mean, look, look at the history of World War II. Look at the history of World War I. It always starts out with these little things, right? Uh, you know, in, in World War II, it was the taking of the Czechoslovakia and the Sudetenland, right? Like, oh, and, it, and this is what I love, too. Right, there's been a lot of comparisons by the Lincoln Project. Right, apparently the Lincoln Project has run a commercial. Oh, if you don't support war in Ukraine and war in Israel and hell war everywhere, well, then you're like Neville Chamberlain. You're an appeaser. But see, it's not appeasement to not participate in a war that doesn't really have much to do with you. Okay, that's not appeasement. All right. Right? Uh, you could call it isolationism if you want. Fine. See, the American people did not want to get into World War II because what did it have to do with the Western Hemisphere? Right? Yeah. This is why Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen so that then FDR could say, oh my gosh, they've attacked us. See, they always had these fake stage of events. That's what the USS Liberty was. The USS Liberty was a stage event to make it look like an American ship had been attacked by the enemies of Israel, when in reality, all the people on the USS Liberty believed that it was actually Israel attacking an American ship, so that they could then claim that, you know, we need to go in there to support Israel, right? Does it make is Israeli people bad? No, but the same demons that run the countries there, the same demons that run the countries here, the same demons that run the countries in Russia, China, Ukraine, uh, Germany, UK, whatever. And we have to stop falling for it. Did you work in these areas uh, when you were in the military in the Middle East? Yes. Okay. And look, I could tell you a whole lot of things, right? <laughs> right now, I can tell you a whole lot of things about how this Iran thing is, is is working right now. It'll be a little bit different than when I was there, but I can't tell them to you, right? Because you know they are they already have me locked up in here on an espionage act charge, right? For something that wasn't classified. And I started spewing out all the things that I know about how this system works, then they would do nothing but add more charges, right? Gotcha. So yeah, I'm very familiar with the op plan for Iran. And, and all all of those things, right? And and how all of this all fits together, how it's constantly watched. They're always, look, the guys that fight the wars are always ready to fight the wars. Which is why, again, we go back to the, to the response by the IDF. It's ridiculous to believe that it took that long. I mean, how many news stories have we heard about attacks in Israel? Israel's under attack all the time, right? Uh, this happens over here, a car bombing over there. There's always immediate response, but for some reason, Hamas is just allowed to run rough shots over this area. The Iron Dome just wasn't working. Right. All of these really odd and weird intelligence failures all seem to happen just a few weeks after we free up $6 billion uh, for the Iranians. Yeah. What a coinky thing. Very. Um, and literally, as part of that $6 billion deal, 
when when they were asking them about this, they were, aren't you concerned that they're already, oh, no, no, they have to use that money for humanitarian. And then the Iranian government literally was publicly immediately coming out saying, no, no, we're going to use it for whatever we want. That's right. That right there should have been like, uh-oh, um, the, you know, like Dave Ramsey used to say, the, the, the little, uh, the little uh, uh, gazelle uh, warning, uh-oh, there's a cheetah out here somewhere. There's a cheetah, right? There's, there's a... There's something wrong when Iran's like, oh, no, we're going to use this money for whatever we want to, right? That should have been a key to the intelligence community to be expecting something. But, again, once again, it was an intelligence failure. Yeah, uh, and I also read that Egypt, I guess, gave uh, Israel a warning that they thought something major was going to happen and it was ignored. I actually have a, a video right here of, um, Iran's president talking about what he was going to do with the money, just echoing what you said. So let me throw this up here. But what is your expectation of its use? We're told that it's for humanitarian purposes, food and you medicine. One minute left. Do you believe you have the right to use that money in any way that you see fit? This money belongs to the Islamic Republic of Iran, and naturally, we will decide, the Islamic Republic of Iran will decide to, to spend it wherever uh, we need it. So if I hear you clearly that it will be used for more than humanitarian purposes in your view. Humanitarian means whatever the Iranian people need. So this money will be budgeted for those needs. And the needs of the Iranian people will be decided and determined by the Iranian government. And there you have it. I'm going to ask you about... A what the Iranians need is for Israel to be wiped off the map, right? <laughs> That's why Biden gave them six billion dollars because they can't just start the war. Thank you for money. using Securus. Right. Goodbye. The caller has hung up. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. I'm sure a lot of you have also heard that the weapons uh, that Hamas has came right from Ukraine, and Hamas made that statement themselves that they got their weapons from Ukraine. I. I'd like to know where they got these missiles and rockets from. I'm not familiar with the black market, but I'm assuming that they're not buying them from defense contractors. They're buying them from other countries and other terrorist groups. So when Jeremy comes back on, I want to ask him uh, how he thinks this is shaping up with biblical prophecy. Cause he's, he's read the Bible through and through. If you guys have any more questions for him before we end the night out please put him right here in the chat unknown caller and we'll get to them before we sign off an incarcerated individual at citrus county florida this call is not private it will be recorded and may be monitored if you believe this should be a private call please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number to accept this free call press one to refuse this free call. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Yes. Yeah, I have. I have... See, look, we have. All right. Well, we haven't even brought up the fact that they just busted a state department spy ring, right? Uh, we haven't brought up the fact that all of these universities have all of these groups that all have links to funding of Hamas. You know, if an Oath Keeper bought a Don't Tread on Me flag, uh, they're going after businesses uh, for, for material support to terrorist organizations. And yet, direct financial ties to Hamas, that's nah, no big deal because it's Harvard. That's, uh, I actually have a, I have a clip of a student asking, um, here, let me grab it real quick so I can back you up on that. That statement that you Fake made. Fake right outrage now. for manufactured wars. That's what we're seeing. All right, check this out. Check this clip out. Presenting your point of view, it's always valuable to have two sets of uh, views going on at the same time. Um, very useful. 
my name is Jumana Imad Musa Ahmed Al Bahri, um, and I'm a student here at UCSD. Uh, I was reading your literature. I found that much more interesting than the talk, and um, I found some interesting things about the MSA, which is an organization that's very active on campus, and it is hosting uh, our annual Hitler Youth Week. You should come out to those events. Um, if you could clarify the connection between the MSA and jihad terrorist networks, because yeah, last, last I checked, we had to do our own fundraising, and uh, we never get help from anyone. So if you could clarify the connection between UCSD's MSA, or if you don't have such information, if you could connect other MSAs on UCs, because the connection wasn't too clear in the pamphlet, just if you could clarify. Okay. Will you uh, condemn Hamas here and now? I'm sorry, what? Will you condemn Hamas? Would I condemn Hamas? As a terrorist organ, genocidal organ. Are you asking me to put myself on a cross? So you won't. I, I actually have had this experience many times. You didn't read the pamphlet because the pamphlet is chapter and verse. Uh, the main connection is that the MSA is part of the Muslim Brotherhood Network as revealed in the documents. I don't think you understood what anyway, I meant by that. I is, meant if I say something, I'm sure that I will be arrested for reasons of Homeland Security. So if you could please just answer my question. If you condemn Hamas, Homeland Security will if arrest you. If I support you. Hamas, because your question forces me to condemn Hamas, if I support Hamas, well, I look really bad. If you bad. don't condemn Hamas, obviously you support it. Case closed. <laughs> I have had this experience, uh, I give you, I had this experience at UC Santa Barbara where there were 50 members of the Muslim Students Association sitting right in the rows there. And throughout my hour talk, I kept asking them, will you condemn Hezbollah and Hamas? Uh, and none of them would. And then when the question period came, the president of the Muslim Students Association was the first person to ask questions. And I said, you know, before you start, will you condemn Hezbollah? And he said, well, that question is too complicated for a yes, no answer. Sorry that it cut off. The last part's really uh, critical. But, but look, I understand what the gentleman is trying to say, right? He's trying to get this, this clear Marxist, cultural Marxist, communist, radical to... to Say that they won't condemn Hamas. Okay, great. Well, can we get the U.S. State Department to do the same thing? Because yeah. the United States taxpayer dollars go to support Hamas and Hezbollah as well. We've already talked about the money given to Iran, uh, either flown in on a C-130 or just released recently, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the EU just said, oh, we, we're going to suspend $691 million in aid, and, and what they and they don't want to say that we're giving it to terrorists. We just say to the Palestinian people. But, um, but like they don't deliver the money to people in the streets in Palestine. No, they deliver the money to officials yeah. that represent the people of Palestine that are part of Hamas, right? I mean, yes. Hamas is a political faction in Palestine, right? And so aid to Palestine is aid to Hamas. They know this. They just think we don't know this, right? And so uh, it just goes to show how uh, completely ridiculous all of this is. Correct. Look, if they want to support Hamas, that's fine. All right, now we know who supports Hamas, okay? And we know that's what exactly Hamas what does, said, yeah. right? But, but don't frame it like, the U.S. government doesn't also support Hamas, right? Because yeah. we do, right? I mean, just like we supported. Look, whose guns is Hamas running around in Israel with right now? That's I heard right. a caller to one of the shows today say, why don't we grab some of these M4s off of these dead Hamas soldiers and run the serial numbers? I guarantee you, they will be easier to trace back to being stolen from the United States Army than the two grenades that the Joint Terrorism Task Force found in my RV. Oh, Hamas actually they, said they got them from Ukraine. They said straight out they got them from Ukraine. They're American they, weapons. Yeah. Of course they did. 
because all everything just funneled into Ukraine mm-hmm. is just being funneled out of Ukraine, whether it's uh, right. cryptocurrency, whether it's little children, whether it's uh, jobs for Hunter Biden, or whether it's military hardware, United States, German, whatever hardware, it's just going to end up out there eating the building Third World War. And like Einstein said, he didn't know how the Third World War would be won, but the Fourth World War would be won with sticks and stones. And that is what we are seeing them build. Right, in, we, we are watching the Iron Bank of Bravo right now fund the war between all the kingdoms in the Game of Thrones. Right, this is what we're watching. Are we are we seeing the Bible prophecy play out here? I mean, I think I think so. I mean, it's, it's undeniable. I mean, uh, Ground Zero did a great episode last night. I suggest you can ask for Mastop Media and listen to it because he makes a lot of ties to uh, biblical prophecy, but not the normal ties, right? Uh, there's a lot of nuanced uh, things within prophecy that are happening, but yet because everyone only knows the Sunday school story version of prophecy, they're not catching up on these things. And so, look. I mean, it's like Clyde always says, retro-causality. They have the end state already in mind. They're just now making it all into fruition. Yeah, I think that's where we're at also. Um, It just seems like everything's coming together. Right? I mean, a lot of these these, megalomaniacs, right, they know what prophecy says, right? They want to be the one that brings it about. They claim that Hitler had these same occult-style things, these occult-type bring about the chaos that's going to bring about whatever power it is. I mean, when I was in Iraq in 2007, that was one of the big, huge things. There was one of the groups, I can't remember uh, the, the name of the group, but they believed that they were bringing about the coming of the 12th body, right? Which is their version of the second coming of Jesus, right? Uh, all of these different groups all believe in prophecy, and they believe that they're having a key point, a key influence on the manufacturing of bringing about uh, that apocalypse and that, that chaos uh, that brings about their version of prophecy. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely seeing that. And the remember the apocalypse means the revelation. So the worse things right, get, they, the more they, people understand what's actually going on behind the curtain. Correct. Yeah. They're 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 bringing forth the apocalypse and they're seeking the Armageddon, right? Yes. <laughs> they want the big battle, right? It, yeah, it's like in Batman. You know, some people just want to see the world burn. They they don't necessarily care why or how they just want to see it done and that and that's the, look that's what these maniacs are doing and look the heat was coming from all corners right the great awakening whatever you want to call it but the, the true apocalypse people were waking up to things and yeah. so what do we have to do let's start a new war wall-to-wall coverage there was no other topic covered on almost any of the radios besides uh, I heard RFK a couple of times, but it was wall to wall Israel, 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 war in Israel, right? Yeah. And I get to, to stop talking about all of the all the January sixth revelations, all of the That's right. uh, Biden corruption revelations, yeah. all of uh, Congress's ineptness and ineffectiveness, all of these things. Now they're talking about how Kevin McCarthy might have to come back and be the speaker yes. because of the Israel war. Why? Okay. America's not at war. So then why do we have to bring Kevin McCarthy back? But this is what they do. It's manufactured crisis in order to affect their stated goals. Oh, man. Well, we knew it was going to happen, but, and it, here it is. Dove head first but, into and, it. And so what do they say? What is the end state? The end state is they want a whole bunch of us dead and the rest 
to obey like good little toys. That's what they want, okay? And they can sit there. I mean, literally today I heard Biden, uh, because, again, in the context of Israel, right, Mm -hmm. now all the conservatives want to attack climate change, right, because they want to make fun of Biden for climate. Still, 1.5 degrees of change in the temperature, even if you believe that, is much worse than a million degrees change when they launch nuclear weapons. This is what the leader of the United States, the so-called leader of the United States, is actually telling the people, that climate change is still more dangerous than nuclear war. This came out of the mouth of the United States president. Now, that's absurd. And yet they say it, but they don't mean it because while they're saying that climate change is the most horrible threat, they're trying to initiate a nuclear war. <laughs> so, Absolutely. I mean, Sleight of hand. It, it's maddening. Yeah, and, and obviously this administration is known for doing anything but telling the truth. It's just gaslighting, propaganda, and more of the same. So that's absolutely something to expect at this point. And just be... Well, and news flash. I was in Iraq, and it was 145 degrees. And if it would have been 126.5 degrees, I wouldn't have known the difference, and neither would you. <laughs> but what did it feel like, Jeremy? <laughs> it felt like 85 degrees, I swear. <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, I-, I wish Lindsey Graham could send me back there. Uh, I wish he would go over there. He's so excited about getting a war started. He should be the first one over there, right? Well, I mean, he will when he's up for election. He'll be the first one to go over there and be part of the USO tour. Oh, that's right. Have his little helmet on, just like he went over to Ukraine. Seeing a lot of parallels here. Supporting the Azov Battalion, sending a bunch of money over to Palestine to support some terrorist groups, given arming them. And the Taliban also said, just pave the way for us, please, so that we can take over Jerusalem when we get there. So they are rounding all of these terrorist groups up. Um, Hamas asked if they all want to work together so that they can uh, meet their goal. So really, again, but this is all a manufactured crisis with... You have one minute left. With all of these civilians as cannon fodder for... I'm not going to call them elites for all these parasites and bankers uh, who are the only ones that win in these situations. Just remember, all our enemies are spying on us. All of our weapons are being given away to other countries. We are being fattened up for the slaughter right now. We're being made fat and weak because at the end of the day, the United States is the target because they want the build back better world economic forum world and United States and your second amendment protected firearms are the only thing in their way. Yeah. Don't be distracted by Israel, Ukraine or any of those stuff. They're coming for you. Yeah. Everybody buckle up. Well, thanks Jeremy. Thanks for giving us all that yep. uh, Intel. Very much appreciated. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. I just want to apologize for not being on last night. My, uh, I put it out on Twitter, but if you don't follow Twitter, my, my dog got sick. He has chronic pneumonia and last night he got it again. So we were at the, uh, in the ER for six hours before we took him home. So I apologize. I wasn't able to be on last night. And then on Friday, Kathy was having some computer issues. So that's what happened there. So that's why we were missing for two days, but we are back on the wagon bringing you the most up-to-date news with the Intel analysis. Thank you everybody for being here. Thanks for participating. Please give us a rumble and subscribe. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Twitter, the fusion cell on Twitter. Um, uh, that's, that is the main source of information there, but if you want to uh, DM me any info or email me anything, please feel free to do so. And that's, the fusion cell at protonmail.com. So we will see you tomorrow night. Everybody be safe. World domination.
same old dream. The universe grows smaller every day. This nation and the God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. It was a great work.